Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, getting back to uh, Bloody Sunday on a very serious note. January 1972, for anybody who was there at the time, and I know, I'm sure there's probably not that many people listening who would have been there at the time, but we did speak to Peter Casey, who was there earlier on today. The crowd of unarmed civilians were fired at uh, because the orders were given uh, by the superiors and the establishment to the paratroopers who were there to take back the bog side. That was the order given, to take back the bog side, and they did that in the most malicious way by shooting innocent civilians. Yes, there was violence. Yes, there was petrol bombs. But in saying that, it didn't seem that any were thrown. Even if they were, shooting people wasn't the answer. Some individuals were shot while they were lying on the ground, crawling away. It was a disgusting display of power by the British soldiers. But should they, 47 years later, should they be charged with murder? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 Let me go to Morris. Morris, you're on Classic Hits. Hey, do Morris. How are you, Niall? I listened uh, with interest today show, uh, when you discussed it and Peter was on the show, Peter Casey. So he has uh, first-hand knowledge he was there. Yeah, me, he, he remembers uh, crawling on the ground with his sister and his mother and father. Yeah, there you go. And then one woman was on your show today, I believe, or on, on the media, and she was saying they proved that her relation was killed crawling along the ground with a bullet in the back. Yeah. You know, well, that, so, we, we, we had that lady on the air too her brother was yeah. killed yeah there you go so what I'm saying to you is what what year are we talking about again 72 1972 yeah 47 years ago I was 11 okay so I went on to join the Irish Army as you know I became a soldier I got trained I know how to use my weapons and I went to kill somebody and not to kill somebody went to fire while I feel in danger I done this research on Soldier F yeah, and no, don't mention okay. his name because. If, no, I won't. Now, by the way, I won't. can I, I won't. can I mention that if people want to, they can research, they can look up the Savile report. His name is mentioned in it because eyewitnesses said when um, Barry uh, Barney McGuigan uh, came out from behind the wall with a white hanky in his hand and asked him not to shoot, he used his name and shouted his name and said his name. Please don't shoot. Please don't shoot. And Barney McGuigan was shot in the head. So his name was used, his first name is actually in the report, but because of media restrictions on reporting now, because he's been charged, we can't mention his name, all right? Yeah, well, because if he is named, and like somebody said already on Twitter, some government minister, please don't jeopardise this case by naming anybody. I'm not. But he was one guy who emptied off 13 rounds of live ammunition into that crowd. He, when he returned to the barracks and everybody has made account for their ordinance, i.e. their ammunition, he pumped 13 rounds into those people. He's been charged with two murders and four attempted murders. So to me, that's six bullets. Where's the other seven bullets? Well, I'm assuming... He, they, he well, shot, I believe they shot, he shot them into a window or something, he said, didn't he? No, he shot indiscriminately, indiscriminately at a, uh, an unarmed, peaceful protest. And there's one other thing that I checked up on that... A well, lot there was another soldier who has since died, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he fired off 19 rounds. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't look at him because he was dead. I'm talking about yeah, there was, there, there was four. It seems there was four main soldiers. Uh, they yeah. were all given identification as letters. Two of them are still alive, but there were 18 other suspects as well. But again, as they said in the report, or it, the director of public prosecution said, yeah. because obviously they can't use the evidence of the Savile report because it, it, it was a tribunal as such, and it, the evidence of a tribunal cannot be used in a criminal case by law. 
um, that the evidence now, because many of the people who gave evidence and witness statements, they're dead now. So they exactly. can come forward again. So, so the, the only available evidence now would be insufficient to provide any reasonable prospect of a conviction. So he's really the only one that they would have any accurate evidence on that they can bring forward yeah. witnesses. A lot of people would see him as a sacrificial lamb to pay for the rest of them. But at the end of the day, you know, when he dies and when he passes on, I believe in the spirit world, he'd be judged by, oh, but I believe was the creator. But what I'll tell you about him is... But, but here's the, he here's the question, Morris. Yeah. He, he went in there, but, but he went yeah. in there with orders, like everyone else who was there at the time. Now, some of those soldiers obviously used their head and didn't fire, right? But he went in there with orders to take back the bogside. That was the order, take back the bogside, right? Yeah. I, he, I don't know how old he was at the time, probably 22, 23 years of age, wet behind the ears, joined the army four years before, had no idea, completely immature, and stupidly got a taste of blood or thought he had, he had the power to do what he wanted and did something disgusting what? and inhumane. One of the things that you've got to recognise too is the most hated regiment in Northern Ireland is the paratroopers. And who's the chief of staff of the paratroopers? Prince Charles. And he's never apologised for their atrocious behaviour and their atrocities that they've caused up in the occupied six counties, okay? So, coming from a military background myself, looking at what he did, to me, he was callous. He fired his gun, he kept firing his gun, and he killed innocent people. No matter how long it took, he has had 47 years of life after what he did. I don't care how old he is now. Murder has no time scale. If you murder somebody, you will pay. You I, will I would agree with you completely. When we, come, when, we talk about, when we talk about individuals, murder, like if you killed somebody personally, Morris, 47 years ago, and we found out now through DNA evidence, I believe you should go to jail, right? But, it, but in saying there should be no uh, statute of limitations on murder, and there isn't. Never. Okay, and there isn't in any country. But it, but in saying that, what we're looking at here now is this is a conflict. This is not just two individuals. This is a conflict. And, you know, in conflict, things go wrong. Rules of engagement are broken. I'm not suggesting people shouldn't be court-martialed for, rules of, for breaking rules of engagement. And rules of engagement are broken. Um, you know, the IRA are equally guilty of killing innocent people. For the two or three weeks leading up to that, there were policemen killed. There were members of uh, the RUC would have been killed. There were uh, soldiers that were killed. We haven't seen the investigations around those. So, exactly. you know, so it, happen- it did happen on both sides. I'm not trying to justify anything, by the I way, before anyone yeah, thinks I am. A fair, it's given a fair um, reference to all of what went on. But those people in the North, they felt as if they were in a war. They were being... They were second-class citizens. They couldn't get a job. They couldn't get a house. They couldn't nothing. They were shit on people's shoes. And one of the relatives made an awful lot of sense today when I watched him speaking on the TV. The head policeman in the Hillsborough tragedy is being held responsible for the deaths. The head man who issued those orders, the ex-colonel who is still alive, should be held responsible for the actions of the men under his command. Okay, well, Julian Kildare points out it's not it's outrageous that only one paratrooper has been charged. What about the commanding officer? As far as I'm aware, Morris, he's dead. No, he's not. He's still alive. Is he still alive? He is, yeah. Right, okay, so he would have given the orders. Exactly. All right, well, okay, we'll stay there a second because, Rory, you're on Classic Hits. Aiden, Rory. Aiden, now, what's the guy? Is it Rory or Rory, by the way? Rory, I'm assuming. Yeah, Rory. Okay, Rory, I mean, you, you lived in Derry. And, I mean, what was your reaction to today's news that one soldier was being charged with murder? Absolutely despicable. Um, I know, granted, like, uh, Bloody Sunday happened long before I was born, um, but it does affect the people of Derry a lot. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's something that's 
you know, it's, it's in our core, like, you know, even the, no matter what age you are, because you're living with people who were there on the day you experienced that he was shot at. I met a couple of people who were shot on the day, so it was some of the guys. Um, and the, the fact that, like, one day, like, what, the, what that guy just said there, he's 100% correct. Your man's a, a soldier, F, as much as a bastard that he is. Um, he is definitely being made to be the sacrificial lamb. It's a colonel who came from the It's order. a bit of tokenism, isn't it? It is. It's, the order came from the top at the end of the day, and it's the guy that hands out the orders. It's the guy that's responsible. Can, can, I, ask a, can I ask you a question, Rory and Morris? Yeah. And maybe I'm being completely cynical here and mental, right? But on the day after and just the day before, I suppose they're looking for an extension on Brexit. And the day after, of course, the DUP would have been making life difficult for Theresa May in relation to the vote uh, as well. I mean, is it not just a coincidence or is it just a coincidence that all of a sudden we have action being taken up and this being taken seriously and a soldier being charged? Is this a little bit of tokenism to appease the people of Northern Ireland? It's, it's, it's just typical Brits' dirty tricks, man. They're always something. Whenever, whenever they, whenever they, whenever they're basically putting the back foot, they're always going to think of some sort of way of a distraction to try and appease people. Um, it just, it's, and we could go on about it all night long. There's it's time after time after time. Like, you know, you get on, you hear these shows, and people start going, "All right, well, what about the IRA? What about this here? Look, I'm not going to go into all that there, but the fact of it is, is the Brits will always pull out some sort of a trick whenever they need it. They've always. They've been the masters at it for the last hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. They're always they're, they're they're amazed at it. The, I know the Brit- the British just don't seem to get it do they, when it comes to Ireland. They just don't seem to care. They don't care. They don't give a, They don't give a damn. They only care about themselves. They always will, and that's that's the way it is. Well, we, we've we've seen that we've seen that more recently in Brexit. You know where they exactly. they, they again don't care about Northern Ireland. They don't care about anything across the Irish Sea. Now, can I give you a comparison? Well, well, yeah, well let, let, let Rory just finish the point he's making. Yeah. So, so Rory, in relation to Soldier F, there's no, there's no doubt his acts were despicable. He will be charged and have to go to trial. He's a murderer. Well, that, that, well, that, well, well, that, ha- that has to be proven in a court of law, right? But in saying Fair that, is, there's no doubt that his acts were despicable. And we've heard stories of him shooting people while they lay on the ground, uh, shooting a man in the head while he waved a white, fl- or a white handkerchief. I mean, there is no doubt that the act was despicable. Yeah, but look, at, the, at the end of the day, look, the fact of it is that this year, what, what you had on the day, we all know what happened on the day. It was basically, it was a peaceful protest. It was for civil rights. It was because of the conditions that people were basically come to at the time. And people, and there was a movement throughout the world. Um, the fact that the RUC at the time were basically, you know, they were a sectarian, they were a sectarian force at the time and they were beaten. Like, the whole thing started over your man on William Street whenever they ran and kicked, kicked, them, kicked them, a 50, 60 year old man to death. At the time, the RUC weren't weren't they weren't trusted. They weren't allowed in the bog side anymore, and that's why the people took over the area. It was an embarrassment to the British establishment that they took over the bog, the Brandywell and the Craig, and it was an embarrassment. They said, "Okay, we're going to go in. We're going to take over the bog." It failed. They massacred people, innocent people. They shot these. Like most of the majority of them were seventeen years old. They were just boys. And you mentioned earlier on about um, shooting the guy when he was crawling away. I was talking to a friend of mine's father once, and he, we were actually walking through Glenfire Park, and he described exactly who that was and what happened. They they were running because they were getting shot at, and they 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 ran into the back of like was like little flats, but they had coal bunkers. The guys were hiding in the coal bunkers. They were looking out. He was already shot and injured. Like he was, they were he was looking in, and then he, then he was shot in the side, and the bullet entered his the, spine. It was shot in the back, and the pavement slab. It's a high velocity. It's a high velocity rifle. The pavement slab below me described it. The pavement slab. It, it, it was that forceful. Lifted, the, lifted him and his body up off the floor. Um, and for someone to do that there, for someone to do that there, whatever you say about all oh, young, 
stupid uh, taste. This, of okay, th- this was Michael Kelly was the man's name that was shot. That's Michael, it is Michael Kelly. It was yeah. his brother. Yeah. You know, and, and he watched his brother get shot like that there. That's not young. That's not stupid. That is just basically murder. And anybody, yeah. regardless of what age they are... Now, what age Soldier they are, F, of course, was... denied that he shot him. And this is this is why Soldier F obviously came to light. Denied that he shot him originally. But when uh, the gun was sent off to ballistics, the 7.62 millimeter caliber bullet uh, yeah. was dug out of the spine of Michael Kelly's body, which matched the rifle he was using. Yeah, the magazine. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was proven then that he did do that. And also, um, Soldier F was shown to have killed at least four other people on that day. One of them was Patrick Doherty, uh, shot shot in the buttock as he was crawling away. And one more uh, killing which Soldier F had forgotten about when first questioned by the RMP. The fact of yeah. it is that the Brits, the Brits are never going to turn around. OK, they've turned around, they've apologised and they turned around and they said, oh, it should never have happened. And they vindicated the guy and anybody that they were saying had any wrongdoing. The fact of it is, it's a massive, massive embarrassment for any government. This so happens to be the Brits. It's not the first time they do it, and it won't be the last time they do it. I think they're probably doing it at the moment somewhere in the world. But the fact of the matter is this here, is they're, they're never going to turn around and say, listen, we sent the order. And it was, um, the fact that the local people, we couldn't go into this territory, which we claimed as ours, which was the, the Craig and the Bog and the Brandywell. The fact that they couldn't go in was an embarrassment to them. They couldn't. They tried yeah. it on Bloody Sunday. They didn't get in, and that's why Operation Motorman actually happened in July afterwards, whereas they came in and they came in with the biggest, um, the biggest. It was thirty thousand troops on on on. I, wa- uh, I watched that on, the, the, on TV there tonight. Actually, they showed some yeah. footage of that there on TV tonight. And, and and they did show force. I mean, you could see clearly they were uh, they were shown who was in charge. But do me a favor, both of you, stay there for a second. Let me go to Fran as well. Fran, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Fran? How you doing, uh, Fran? You were uh, in the British Army years after Bloody Sunday, uh, a paratrooper, and uh, you basically the guy that gave the order should be accountable. They all should be accountable mm-hmm. because, as far as I'm concerned, uh, what they done was a total lack of discipline a total, absolute, 100% atrocity, and he should be all held, held accountable. I mean, he did, he did have, he did have the, his rights uh, as a soldier to refuse to take the order if he wanted to. Well, as far as I'm concerned, he should have refused. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm glad I wasn't in that position because in the first place, I, I wouldn't have fired because there's no way I would have done it. Why should I kill? I, the job of the soldier is to protect, not to kill innocent people. Right? And that's it. As I said, my, my father before me was an airborne trooper in the Second World War. He lost his two brothers over there. And he was the same. He was absolute, um, how would I put it, ferociously strong about the idea that these, they, these people who done, made a, done that atrocity, and uh, they should have been held accountable there and then. There should have been no cover-up. They should have been publicly disgraced and hung out to dry. And the commanding officers of the regiment should have done the same, been done the same to them. And I personally second that. As as a member of the British Army and in the paratroopers as well, and these were paratroopers. I never that, served in Northern Ireland. I know, I, I know. Okay, okay, fair enough. But what I'm saying to you is, at the time, was there ever any discussion amongst you know seniority or seniors who may have been in Northern Ireland? I don't know whether you ever had any interaction about Bloody Sunday and what happened. You hear snippets uh, I heard over the years, but nothing, you know. Definitive. It was like when I walked into the room or any place, it was like, oh, hush, hush, he's Irish. Okay. I made my feelings very uh, uh, clear. I never wanted any part of it. 
and I absolutely condemn it wholeheartedly. There's no excuse for lack of discipline. No excuse. You're supposed to be a disciplined fighting force, not murderers. And as far as I'm concerned, whoever they are, they should be hung out to dry. And the people who give them the orders should be hung out to dry too. And yep. the British government had wanted to make uh, do any decent relationships with it with Northern Ireland and the Republic. That what they should do is make make, make these people be held accountable. One hundred percent. Is it too no. late? Is it too, is it too late? I don't no. think so. Yeah, sorry, Rory. Why, why why is it too late? Well, I for, don't think so. Well, for a lot of people, as you rightly said earlier on, it does come across as a kind of tokenism at this stage. It took it took forty years for the families and the people that dare to campaign and campaign and campaign yeah. and get knocked back and knocked back and knocked back to get the names of the victims and the, and their brothers and their the brothers and their and their family members to be have their names vindicated because they were basically seen as they were they were up to no good on the day and they had they had pipe bombs or whatever they made have had right at the end of the day some people. Yep. They were innocent people, and it took 40 years for a government who's yep. supposed to be there looking after you, even though I wouldn't, you know, anyway, but a government who's supposed to be looking after the best interests of the citizens, it took 40 years for them to, to turn around and vindicate them. Now, they, they, they even do that there, and this is mass murder, and is what it, that's what it is. At the, end of the day, at the end of the day, justice, if there, if, there's a, if there is a thing called justice, it should be shown from the top. And that's not being shown from the top. And the reason being is, is because they're protecting the people who are at the top and making the decisions at that time. I mean, I'm reading one of the accounts here. This is in relation to Soldier F as well, okay? F was shown to have killed at least four people uh, that day. One of them was Patrick Doherty, shot in a buttock as he was crawling away. One more killing uh, which Soldier F had forgotten about when first questioned by the RMP. Then, while Doherty lay crying in agony on the ground, a 41-year-old man called Barney McGuigan stepped out from behind a block of flats to try to get help for the dying man. McGuigan was waving a white handkerchief, and according to the testimony of numerous witnesses, including an officer from another regiment stationed in the city walls, Soldier F, positioned on the other side of the road, got down on one knee and shot McGuigan through the head. There's, four, there's photographs. There, you can even see photographs if you're looking and There's photographs of Barney McGuigan out with the handkerchief before and after he was shot and after he was shot, his head blew stone clean off him. Mm. I, I did see the I did see the pictures of the, the aftermath of, of him on the ground. Yes, yeah, sorry, Morris. But there is a picture. There's a picture of him even beforehand. There's a there's a picture of Barney out with um, with the handkerchief mm-hmm. looking across, try, trying to crawl that's over right, yeah. towards to help him. That's, yeah. that's, mur- that's blatant. That's blatant murder. Sorry, Morris. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just wanted to bring to the attention of the people that are phoned in and yourself and something that I've uh, noticed. When the British justice system wants to get you, they will chase you and hound you to the end of the earth. And I'll give you one name, the great train robbery, Ronnie Briggs. They pursued that man all his life. They went after him. They got him back into a jail in England where he died in his late 70s. When it comes to the Irish... If we want justice off the British, we'll never get it. But it's the families of the people who were slaughtered and murdered on the bloody Sunday. They have got a slap in the face off the English establishment today. And not they forget Bally Murphy. Yeah, and the English establishment to me is the DUP. They have slapped every person that was murdered in the bloody Sunday atrocity of blatant murder. They have slapped every relative that's alive today. And that man that pulled the trigger, Soldier F, he has had 47 years of life and he never stood up once and said, I'm sorry, I did wrong. 
he fucked, he hid. No, he, he, well, he, he, did, uh, and he, cha- he changed his story about three or four times as and well. Yeah, and do you know what the do you know what the biggest insult is today that I heard on the on the media? They're funding they're funding his legal. Yeah, the, the Department of uh, the English um, are paying his legal fees. Horrendous! Imagine fucking them. Imagine supplying well, that, well, that money. Was, that was decided when, when James, uh, when the Prime Minister apologised uh, to the, the the Irish people. Uh, that was decided then that if any of these men were brought to justice that the English government would pay their legal fees. So when somebody says, okay, that statement was made by Cameron many years ago and now he's going to be charged with murder. The first thing comes out of the Ministry of Defence in the UK, in England, right, is we're going to defend this man even though he's a murderer. We're going to spend taxpayers' money for him murdering Irish people standing up for their rights. Well, well, he, well, he, you know, as much as no matter what we all think of him, and I think we all think the same thing, he does have the right to a fair trial. You know, every, everybody, Morris, has the right to a fair trial. Oh, you understand that? But he, he lost his right as a human being when he pulled the trigger and yeah, killed innocent people. Yeah, He's so, a sorry, Fran, you want to say something? Cheers. I agree with that man. He lost his right. Exactly. You don't defend the murderer, Niall. Well, we, you don't defend a murderer, but no matter whether somebody's a murderer, a paedophile, a rapist, everybody has the right to a fair trial. No matter whether, no matter what we think of them. And I understand the point you're making, and it is yeah. despicable sometimes to think of that. But everybody yeah. has a right to a fair trial. But the people that were murdered... The people that Although, otherwise, otherwise there's no point trial. in having a justice system. Otherwise, let's just bring, it, bring back in, hanging and hang them out in the streets. Yeah, and and as, many, as much as many people are thinking <laughs> at home right now, sure, let's do it. But, you know, we can't go back to that. We live in a civilised society. I don't know how that man has lived with his conscience for the last 47 years after murdering innocent people, mm-hmm. men, women and children. How could you he's live been with living, that? He's, been, he's not only getting legal fees, he's been living on the probably on, a, on the British Army pension, pension for yeah. all his life. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, absolutely, exactly. yeah. But at the end Random. of the day, lads, as you said at the very start there now when you started talking to you, mm. is, it, is it basically, is he basically, is he the sacrificial lamb? It's not only that there, it's just basically, it's, it's, it's a way of distracting people from the reality. The fact exactly. of it is, is it, came, it came from the top. It came from the top. Now he's you like, As much of a bastard that he is, and a scumbag that he is, at the end of the day, he was sent in, along with the rest of his unit, and they were told to take over, and they opened fire, he, and, they, and they opened fire, and not only that there, the, the Brits went and covered it up. And they covered I, it up, and they fought it for 40 mm. years. And can, I, can I mention, by the way, June and Kildare points makes a very good point, in relation, and I said this earlier on in relation to Vietnam, Niall, in the same era in Malay, uh, massacre was carried out by American soldiers in Vietnam. Nearly 400 villages in Malay and other nearby villages, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, were slaughtered. Not one of these soldiers went to jail. Uh, their commanding officer, Lieutenant Cali, only spent time under house arrest. That comes in from June and Kildare. I think the problem, June, was there were so many conflicting stories about what happened in Vietnam and it was such a messed up war. And I believe there was, and I spoke earlier on to somebody who was actually in the, in the American Air Corps, and I believe there was individuals that went to jail in relation to what happened to Vietnam. And there also has been many soldiers uh, in the American army who have gone to jail for what happened in Afghanistan, uh, for what happened in Libya, and other places around the world in terms of duty. So there have Maybe, been, yeah. you know, there have been soldiers have gone to jail uh, in the American uh, military. And Iraq. And Iraq, yeah. yeah, in the American military for what they did. So I, I think it would be unfair to suggest that they haven't. They have. It depends on, you know, obviously finding out the truth is always a difficult thing to do. And the same, by the way, goes for Germany. As we know, recently, and uh, as old as 95 years of age, a Nazi was sent to jail for five years at 95 years of age. So, And I'll tell, tell you what, if they find Hitler tomorrow, 
would they would they, would they take him to trial? Well, I think you know, I, I don't think he'd make you know it to I mean? trial. I don't think he'd I know, make it. Ab- I, absolutely, but the point is, if they if they caught him or Himmler or any of those guys or whatever, whoever 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 was found out to be, which has been found out over you know over time, if, whoever who was commanding these things, who was basically or- orchestrating these things and organising these things, they would be taken to trial. The thing about it is, as you, as the other guy who was in the Irish Army mentioned before, the guy who was a commanding officer is still alive. Well, I, well, well, and, and, well, thank you for reminding me of that. I, I wasn't aware he was still alive. He is. Because I, I believed that the majority of people who would have been involved in, at a senior level, i.e. the establishment and, I don't know, whatever senior generals that would have been involved at the time, most of those, I imagine, would be dead because we've got to remember this is 47 years ago. Unless they're in their late 80s and 90s, I suppose, at this stage. Let me just go to, let me go to Donald first before I wrap this up. Sorry, Donald, you're on Classic Hits. Go ahead, yeah, Donald. Yeah, no, I just want to make a point. There's a gentleman there, he was on there, he was just saying that that... that ex-soldier, he shouldn't get, no, he should be just, no. You're talking about Gene McConville, all right. Yeah, well, okay, but I, I know you're making wild accusations there, Donald. You can't do that on the air anyway. Nobody heard that, but anyway, go on. Some people think he's guilty of that. Okay, all right, but Donald, move on from that point, yeah. No, but no, but what I'm saying is, why isn't the soldier entitled to a trial or the ex-soldier? Every single person is entitled to a trial. I mean, would you agree with that, Morris, that everybody's entitled to a trial? Oh, sorry, I've lost Morris there, but sorry, let me go to Rory, sorry. I, I honestly, if, if, look, at the end of the day, we live, as you, as you mentioned, now we live in a civilised society and I've, I think I believe that if someone's done something wrong, yeah, they should, they should, have, a, they should have a fair trial and be, and be prosecuted the way. Either that, if we didn't have that there, the whole, they would be living in medieval times again. So absolutely, yeah. you know what I mean? I have nothing against that whatsoever. But at the end of the day, I, 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 what, I'm, what I'm basically saying is, it's not just soldier F. They all should be taken. But you, but you, did, but you did have an objection to the British state uh, paying for his legal Absolutely. fees. I, yeah, why should they be paying for his legal fees? Because he doesn't. Because he, he was a servant soldier. That's why he was under. He, the he was. A, of the, he was under the command of a senior officer. Yeah, but, and but you're the dead, point, you're the, dead the, right. But, senior officers should be charged that day. Yeah, they, uh, they should all be charged. But what? Well, what, the point is, Donald makes a fair point. He was a serving yeah. soldier. Okay, but what's going to happen now, and I've no doubt whatsoever. Now, maybe I'm wrong. It's just a prediction in a sense. But the guy, what they'll do is they'll throw as much. They'll throw a whole. Look, he's he's not going to get the same legal team as if you or I would. If we were over in England and we had, couldn't afford to have legal representation, we're not going to get whatever lawyer they're just going to throw in. They're going to throw a legal team in with them, right? Mm-hmm. Which is going to cost them millions. And it's going to take right? years. It's going to take years. Rather than basically, you know, okay, we'll, we'll give you legal representation, but you'll get it the same way as any other citizen would in any other circumstance, and you have to deal with that there, there and go forward. But he's going to get a whole legal team of researchers and everyone who's going to basically try and pull things apart. And a, a, a team, a team that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a government team in order to basically drag this out and cause more pain to the family, rather than go, okay, we'll give you a lawyer. And a lawyer well, has to do what, what well, it is. I, well, I make this point. If he doesn't get the best... The best of the best representation, right? And if and if he was found guilty with a bad bad legal team, the British then would be able to mourn about that, and the soldiers would be able to mourn about that. That he they never can moan about it all they bloody want yeah, at the end of the day. The man's a murderer. But she's there. You're good. The man is a murderer. You you don't agree with a fair trial. Well, no, 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 I do. I do agree. I do agree yeah, with a fair trial. Let, hold on. Let me make a point. Yeah, I do agree with a fair trial. You just call him a murderer. He is a murderer. So if you were on the jury. You wouldn't even want to hear the evidence. I'm not on the jury. No, but if you were, you wouldn't bother hearing the evidence. Look, 
At the end of the day, that's for the legal. If he's entitled to a fair trial, right. you cannot call him a murderer okay. now. So tell me this here. Tell me this here. Let me make this point here, right? If me or you were basically, if me or you, let me finish. If me or you were, 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 were accused of murder tomorrow, right? And we, and we yes. let's say we, we haven't got the, the funds to basically pay for our legal representation. Yes. Uh, what will we be given? We will be given a lawyer. Yes. Yeah, but the, I, the point Donald is making to you by by your own in your own words, you called him a murderer. Now, essentially, you don't have the right to do that. Now, obviously, according to the Savile report, it, it was quite clear what action he took, and the action he took was despicable, which I've been saying all night and discussing, and nobody's going to deny that uh, that he did actually shoot innocent people. But but uh, the, the point that's trying, that he's trying to make is is that by calling him a murderer, you're saying to him, "Well, he doesn't deserve a fair trial because I've already made my mind said, up." I never, I never said, I never said once he did not deserve a fair trial. Well, you're, but you, you call him a murderer. You said a okay. fair trial. That, that, that means point, you've your mind that, made that, up already. That, that, that's what he's, he's saying. Now, with he's a fair trial and a fine hanging. That's exactly what he's saying. That's the point that I think Donald's that, made. That's, that's not exactly what I'm saying. That's yeah, please exactly don't be putting words in my mouth. Don't be putting words in my mouth, okay? okay well, I'm not, I'm not talking about, over you either. What I'm not talking over animals, you. What about some of the animals that are in the IRA? Should they all, are they all murderers? Are we talking about the IRA? We're talking about the British Army here. I'm talking about the troubles. That's what I'm talking about. The troubles. I, I, I know. Where, I, I lived in them. I was a soldier for, uh, for the best part of my life as well. And I know okay. what it's like to be put in the ground. Or, okay, and I'm not justifying this man. If this man is guilty, he should be locked away for the rest of his life. But he should get a trial. And you on the radio saying he's a murderer, let's give him a fair trial and a fine hanging. That's despicable. Absolutely That's disgusting. That's despicable. It's it not is despicable. despicable. And it I'm is a, despicable. I, listen, listen, I'm entitled to my own opinion, okay? I'm entitled to mine. But don't absolutely, be saying, absolutely. Yeah, but absolutely. But I'm yeah, not, least, I am not. Yeah, but at least I'm sticking to my point. I'm saying he's entitled to a fair trial. You're saying on one hand he's entitled to a fair trial. And then you turn around and say, yeah, but he, he, he can have a fair trial as long as he knows he has to plead guilty. Do you know something wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been a, a massive turn of events if he actually turned around and says, do you know something, I've lived with this for 47 years and I actually plead guilty, did it's all, it's all out there. I'd still lock him away for the rest of his life if, he, if he's absolutely, guilty. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but the, well, but then look, don't be calling him a murderer. Why, well, look, you're just, you're just looking you, for an argument. I mean, I mean, I mean Donald, I, un, I understand the point you're making. I, no, no, hang on a second. Donald, I understand the point you're making, and I'm not going to completely disagree with you in relation to pedantics over the words that we use and the language that we use when, it, when we talk about, you know, just, the justice system. But it's quite clear from the evidence that was also given. And now, I know the evidence in the Savile Inquiry can't mm-hmm. be used in a criminal trial. I'm well aware of that, okay? Yep. But it's quite clear from that evidence and from what everybody knows and from the witness accounts that we've heard on TV, on radio today, from different people who spoke about the actions of individual soldiers, uh, be it Soldier F or H or G yeah, or whoever it is, no, I understand, no, that, that they the shot theory. indiscriminately, shot no, wounded people and shot a man who was surrendering, who was surrendering no, with no, a white no, handkerchief. No, from the evidence I've heard so far, if I was on the jury, I would find that individual guilty if I was on the jury. But I'm not on the jury. But if, he go, if you're going to... This, these families were so dignified down through the years, so, so dignified and so patient, and that's all they wanted was a trial, a fair trial, and the truth come out. And, now, and let that happen. But that's not going to happen if this man is going to be convicted before he even gets into court. It's not going to happen. And you're going to have some barrister standing up and saying, how is this man getting a fair trial when the media are calling him guilty? This is what's going to happen. And he's going to use that as a defence. 
Well, but you're not, the media are not calling him guilty. But, you know, when you look around and you're listening to, I suppose, the coverage that this has got over the years, not just today, by the way, over the years, because, of course, at the time, the Savile Report would have been published. It's a published report. Uh, Anybody can go online and look at it. And it's quite clear in the Savile Report, when you look at the evidence referring to Soldier F, what he did by his own accounts and by the the, the ballistics that was done in Belfast on his rifle. I'm in complete agreement. But you you are right in a sense. And and he does make a fair point in the sense that, you know, Rory, that he can't get a fair trial. He could argue that he can't get a fair trial because the Savile Report has already been publicly published. Well, that means the whole thing's just a sham then, doesn't it? Well I, I, well, I have a funny feeling, and Peter Casey said the same thing today, this could go on for years, the trial could go on for years, and because of the very fact that this report, even though it can't be used in a criminal trial as evidence, because it's been publicly published, and anybody can read it online, including any members of the jury, that he's not going to get a fair trial. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.